Hey, this is the guys from the Humedahex podcast. Hey we, there. We want to jump in real quick and talk about the effects of COVID-19. Um, comic book stores are really suffering right now. And all joking aside, if you are interested in comics or you already have a comic book supplier, contact them, increase your pull list, or do something. Because right now they're having so much trouble getting comic books in. If you've been holding off on buying that graphic novel, now is a great time to do it because if we lose our comic book stores, we lose part of our culture. You yeah. know, most of our conversations are about comic books and comic book culture, movies stemming from comic books. Look for those back issues you're missing, those uh, pivotal issues, uh, the rare issues. Uh, call them up, see what they can order for you. They need your support more than ever right now. If you want recommendations and you don't currently read comic books, get a hold of us on our Discord. We always have a link to our Discord in our description. We have a comic books thread on our Discord. Or ask us on Twitter at Media Theseus. Um, we will give you recommendations. Somebody will always respond to everything you post on either of our, any of our social medias. You will always get a response. So remember, support your local comic shops right now. Remember, most of those guys aren't the comic book guy from The Simpsons. They actually welcome you into their shops. <clears throat> and we're not talking... These people are just selling the paperbacks. They're not... They don't have Disney, Marvel, or DC money. Go. So look for those... Uh, the collectibles, the, the statues. Uh, look for collections. Look for uh, trades, hardcovers. Comic book stores sell board games. If we're talking about that stuff, they have board games too. There's plenty of stuff in there. Stuff for everyone. Magic the Gathering cards. So support your local comic shop. Welcome to Human X Podcast. I'm Peter. I'm Frank. And I'm still Corey. And still. Corey is currently preoccupied with his overabundance of incense. It's it's like a hippie convention here. It's just nothing but incense spawning. Wait, you're spawning? I I thought they spawned at hippie conventions. What is the spawn of Quarry look like? Uh, I got spawn number one. Okay. <laughs> so other than that, no spawn for me. Spores, perhaps. So this week I uh, dug into some comics. Oh, I finally watched Solo. And. And uh, uh, very mixed feelings about it. Eh. It's not Harrison Ford. Yes, that that kid that played Han Solo mm-hmm. had some issues. I yeah, think. yeah. Mine was just he wasn't Harrison Ford. He didn't. He was already older than Han was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked. Act was to portray him as younger, but I understand what they were going for. I don't like the whole love story aspect to it. The, uh, they, I think they really tried dragging him through the emotional roller coaster, and they didn't do a very good job of it. The, his his emotions were not believable. No, but it ended really nicely with with Maul, yes, <laughs> tying it into the Clone Wars and clearly setting it up. I did a little bit of research. Apparently. This was originally slated to be three movies, not necessarily a Han Solo 2 or 3, but apparently Obi-Wan was supposed to be part two of this. Right, but he's getting a series. Right, so... With Ewan McGregor, so Obi-Wan. So I guess everything is going to be up in the air right now as to what to expect next. Disney's been very tight-lipped about it. They've been having some bad luck with Star Wars right now. I also read some comics, and sticking with the Star Wars theme, I read the new Kylo Ren series. A little bit of his origin? Yes, strongly recommend it. It takes place... It's just scene after scene of Han and Leia doing it. Yes, yeah. Have you seen 9 yet? Episode 9? Yes. 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 Okay. yes. I thought 9 was a different movie or something. No. It's a movie called 9? There, that there is a movie called yeah. 9. Two of them, I think. <laughs> so... Episode. I'm assuming it's pornographic since you know it. it is not. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, one of them is the uh, the puppet. Yeah. And it's got the Cody yeah, and Cambria yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the other movie called Nine there's, is. I swear there's two of them. But the uh, this comic revolves around 
how Kylo Ren became Kylo Ren instead of Ben Solo. It explains that he kills the leaders of Ren, and he's the Knights of Ren already exist, leading into it. So he became the leader of the Knights of Ren. It also explains at the very end of it how he turns his lightsaber red. He kill. There's four apprentices, and clearly Ben Solo is one of the apprentices of Luke Skywalker. He kills the other three apprentices. He's directly involved. One of them is killed by accident. He tries doing a lightsaber toss and can't catch his lightsaber when it returns. But he threw it at Kylo. (laughs) Yeah. And then the second one is killed by one of the Knights of Ren. And the third one is killed by Kylo. He then takes their lightsabers and combines them and turns his lightsaber crystal red by channeling all of his anger and frustration into the crystal. So apparently the lightsaber crystals are just corrupt crystals. Now if you've read the Vader miniseries, I think it's the third issue that he actually gets his own lightsaber and that's what he has to do. He channels all his pain, anger, his uh, fear of losing into this crystal and corrupts it. This was my first interaction with the corrupted crystals. I, uh, I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, the, the is a very good story. His lightsaber, the, the two side pieces, are pieces of his partner apprentice's lightsabers that he killed. He assembles them onto his lightsaber. Yeah. yeah it leads a little bit more information into Smoke and... Snoke. Snoke, yep. And, yeah... So it was a very interesting read, and I strongly recommend it. So were the fan theories correct about Snoke? He is a corrupted clone of Palpatine. It appears that Palpatine can speak through Snoke, because multiple times, at least one panel, when Kylo is really starting to channel his dark side, uh, Emperor Palpatine is in one of the panels and is saying the same thing as Snoke at the same time. Well, didn't the novelization confirm one or two things like that? Yes. The the recent novelization that was leaked confirmed that Snoke was a corrupt clone as well as Rey's father was a clone of the Emperor. So apparently clones can breed now. Who knew? Well, Boba Fett in the now Legends in the Extended Universe had... Uh, a daughter and granddaughter. And he's a clone. No, he is an unaltered clone. Right. And then in episode 9, when you first see uh, Kylo go down into the basement of... I can't remember the name of the planet. There's those multiple, multiple chambers filled with Snokes. Right. So, it was just a matter of time before another Snoke came into existence. But that's all I've got. Just... Lots of Star Wars binge again. And who can blame you, really? There's so much of it. Well, I've been pretty much doing the same thing I've been doing the past couple of weeks. You know, still catching up on Futurama a little bit at a time. Uh, my issues of Mage came in, so I've been rereading the first Hero Discovered, catching up on that before I get into the third books. I like it still. It's held up. It's, it's held up, yeah, yeah. That's a challenge with mm-hmm. a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll get yeah, into it. Yeah, we'll get into it later. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nothing nothing else. Doing that, doing some Pokemon. Uh, working. Yeah, but that's not nerdish. That's paying the bills. Um, Nerd. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, me, I've been... There's a new series Marvel has come out with. Marvel X. Uh, it's placed on Earth X uh, there's been a virus outbreak that's turning everybody into mutants giving them all mutant powers deforming them, whatnot. there's one human boy left on the planet he's traveling from Ohio to New York City where he knows the heroes are or hopes that they're still there in order to I don't know, try to find a cure. He thinks he might be the cure because he's the only one who hasn't been turned. Um, 
they're up to issue number two now. Uh, this issue features uh, Ghost Rider as a trucker. Well then. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's Johnny Blaze, right? And he's wearing like a cowboy hat and sunglasses and the... They get to a point where they're going into New York City through one of the tunnels, and they're attacked by mutants, and he's, hold on, takes off his hat, takes off his sunglasses, takes off his face. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, burning skull, except now not only is his skull burning, it's all the way up his arms, or his arms are skeletal flames as well. Well So, yeah, pretty cool. Inked by Alex Ross. If you well, know any of his, he did work. the Earth X. He did the Earth X. Yeah. He did the original Marvels comic, which was just uh, a reporter in New York City and his view of the Marvels, as they called them, superheroes. Right heroes. from the from the dawn of Marvels, right. Fantastic Four up. I right. forget how far they went. Uh, he was into Spider Man, uh, the Mutant Uprising. Because I think there was supposed to be a sequel that I don't think ever happened. Right. So this guy really clings to, like, human-based instead of superhero-based. Yes, and his, his artwork is just, it's all... Painted artwork, yeah. and it's really... Yeah, he's he's done a lot of stuff for DC, too. Hmm. I mean, you know, Kingdom Come was Alex Ross and mm, Mark Wade. Yeah, so he, but he's, phenomenal artwork. He's kind of the special projects guy. Um, with Brent Anderson and uh, Kirk Buisek, they did... Uh, they, they've done Astro City, which was kind of a monthly but Alex Ross did all the covers for that if I recall I bought what I'm I don't think the series is done yet but I bought one contingent it's over there I haven't I read the first issue they unlock a vault and in the vault there's a virus and the virus is spreading from person to person this sounds a, oddly familiar affecting superheroes <laughs> Uh, it's coming out weekly right now. The art is, you know, Marvel. There's nothing really standoutish about it. I'm enjoying the series for what it is, but I've always been more into the stories than anything else. And there is the X-Men series with the legacy virus mm-hmm. killing all the mutants. And I'm not sure of DC right now, what's causing it, but they have Deceased. Is there horror genre right now they're uh, they're working on a uh, what is it G5 yeah but we're not sure if that's coming out or not that was Dan DiDio's pet project G5 is coming out yeah they're still moving forward with Mm. it Uh, so contingent is Bryson Antonio and Gandini three names I've never heard of because I'm out of the loop yeah (laughs) I mean, it's it's pretty standard. It's nothing. It's not. When I look, think of comics, like you, you have your unique styles, like the Marvel fairy tales. We've talked about them before. Right. We've talked about just ones that are with watercolors and everything. But none of these artists, none of these comic people, particularly, stood out to me. But the story intrigued me. I, I like it when superheroes get the mass exodus in a one a short series like Marvel Zombies. DC recently did one. Uh, the comic book store, Comic Swap, turned me on to it. When it comes out in paperback, I'm going to grab that up. But DC did a Zombies story. Yeah. Where the heroes are turning into zombies. Superman as a zombie is pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did that movie. The uh, Bright Star... Oh, 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 Brightburn. Yeah. Brightburn is a great movie, though. I mean, everything you think about as a kid and how selfish and self-centered a kid is, now give him Superman's powers. So it's Donald Trump as Superman. It's it's uh, Baron, Baron Trump. Oh, Baron we'll Trump? Say. Okay. Yeah. You know, I wondered, would Baron Trump be a good Batman? No. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> okay, Peter, now you have the horrific choice of do you keep that in or take that out? Uh, we'll call that one a political parody. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, we should touch on St. Louis. 
since this podcast will be coming out a few days after we should have returned from St. Louis, which is at this point canceled because of the toilet paper and hand sanitizer disease. Yes. St. Louis is out of toilet paper. They will not allow any kind of mass gathering. You've got corona. So, Devo's kind of underrated. <laughs> that wasn't Devo. Oh, wait, my Sharona, the neck. Turn in your card. Uh. <laughs> so, we will not be going to St. Louis. We'll be getting all the spawns locally to wherever we decide to play at the time. Clearly, I think we've all come to the decision that we're still going to play it together as a group. In front of non-ticket holders. Yes. yes. That's my only... <laughs> I'm every not getting these spawns. Why are you guys getting these spawns I and I'm not? Every time I shiny Teddy Ursa, I'm going to be like, hey guys, look what you can't have. <laughs> <laughs> guys, it's the unknown. <laughs> oh, it's an S. Do you have S? No? Hmm. I have. You know, I was thinking about that. We, we are still deciding where we are going to play and everything because we have spawns. We need to play somewhere we're at least familiar with where the locations, the nearby locations are, because right. we're going to be getting, we're going to be running all over the place for some of these spawns. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing about um, when it was contained in, when I went, I went to the one in Montreal, you know, you had a loop. It was a big loop, but you were always going around the same area. You know, hitting the hitting the stops and everything. So, so this it's gonna will be, follow. It's going to be though. different. Yeah, this is following you instead so of you following no, it. There's no outer edge. Right. It's going to be interesting to see how this compares. I wonder if we're going to have the same spawns, or if we're going to be like, I'll pop up an unknown, you'll pop up a Teddy Ursa, and he'll pop up a Thera Seed, which oh, is right I, now the most popular Pokemon in the game. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because it's attached to the player, not to the geolocation. But if it's attached to the phone, though, they can just send everything to your phone. You know, everyone's phone is going to get this one at this time, this one at this time, this one at this time. I wonder if it'll be like an incense. That would suck. Uh, well, unless it's like incense on crack, like you've got Yeah, Yeah, incense on crack right now is spawning something every minute. I mean, that's basically how it was. I mean, there was stuff just happening everywhere. You know, and it was for the same thing, you know, if an uh, unknown popped up on mine, everyone around me got the same unknown popping up, so right. I would think it's just going to tie, you know, however many thousands of phones are all going to be getting the same signal in their local time zone. Well, I hope that's how that works, because yeah. if Corey gets 20 full sets of unknowns and all I get is 30 shiny Teddy Ursas, well. <laughs> <laughs> and no chat-hot. Yeah, we're not even touching the chat-hot thing. I'm hoping we get enough that I can get a lucky before the end of the event. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, lucky hunter. But, so, coronavirus, thank you so much. It has made all of our dreams and plans come true. Oh, the sweet, sweet taste of shattered hopes and dreams. Mm, my favorite. <laughs> Tastes great with vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> and you tears. Know, you know, I'll say Now in chocolate flavor. Commercial breaks. Mmm, profits. <laughs> and capitalism. Ooh, hooray for capitalism! Who are we trying to beg for money this time? We haven't really said anything. Marvel or DC? Marvel this time. We haven't really asked for any Marvel money. They don't have a streaming service except for Disney Plus. Yeah, but they do have. Was it Marvel Unlimited, which is their comic service? Oh, uh, yeah, I do have Isn't it that? too. Yeah. Did Mar- you know you had it? Yeah, no, I know I had that. <laughs> okay, one. all right. I'm going to the basement for beverage. Does anyone want anything? They're not the adult variety. No, I'm good. Thank you. I'm all right. Thanks. I don't care. Get me something. <laughs> you just heard our waitress on Humetahex. <laughs> You're in commercial break. No, no. we didn't pause it. Yeah, but you're in commercial break. Maybe. You said you're not a break. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a blooper. Okay, Marvel, give us money. Be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to Humanahex Podcast. I'm Peter. I might be Frank. 
Are we being frank? We are. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Still Corey. Okay. Well, those were delicious, delicious commercial breaks. I hope you all purchased whatever we're shilling. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Unless it was the free download, then do not purchase it. Download it. Yes. Downloading everything is good. Unless you really want to give money for it, send it to Humetahex. At Humetahex Podcast. So this week we're talking about classic cartoons. Now, we want to put a little bit of a disclaimer and a caveat on this. We're going to try to avoid getting into the 90s. If we get into the 90s, don't bitch at us. <laughs> because we're nerds and we tend to tirade. To some of us, the 90s are classics. Uh, I was just thinking the last time I hit an animal in my car was in the early 90s, and that is now almost 30 years ago. Yes. But we're trying to start sooner than that. And I think the best person to start us off with this one is going to be Frank. Really? Yeah. <laughs> These are things you've actually seen. Yeah. That's, that's true. That's we true. saw them in... Re- so, everything that Frank talks about from the 60s, 70s, and half of the 90s, I wasn't alive for. And in the, the 60s cartoons, my mother wasn't alive yet. So... <laughs> You know, you keep that up, I'm going to hit you with my walker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big uh, Warner Brothers Looney Tunes fan. The Bugs Bunny era back then. Uh, Chuck Jones, Frizz Freeling, all those guys. Robert McKimson, you know, the the great classic Bugs Bunny shorts. Those were (laughs) some of my favorites. Now, did you ever get to see any of them in the movie theater yes. that they were originally played? When I was in college, um, a couple of blocks from campus was a independent theater that every night they would have a different movie. And every couple of Friday nights, they would have a cartoon night with these classic, like 10 classic cartoons of sorts. They weren't all like Warner Brothers, but they were all, you know... You know, got to see you know the Duck Dodgers, Rabbit of Seville, all those <laughs> classics on the big screen. It was really neat. Twenty fifth and a half century. So, were these cartoons that you'd see in the theaters? Were they like the same ones that we'd watch on TV nowadays? Or were they like fifteen or 10, 15 minute episodes? No, they're the they were the uncut cartoons. I mean, the, the eight to ten minutes, whatever they were. Okay. And so they weren't longer because they were in a the theater. Right, right. They were. You know, basically most of them, you know, I would assume that I've seen most of them uncut, but, you know, they cut things out for violence and smoking and whatnot now, so. But, yeah, that was always great when they ran those, and it was so much fun to see them on the big screen. There was a uh, theater in Texas, I guess they're actually countrywide now, a lot of them, the Alamo Draft House, but they would have Saturday morning cartoons where you pay a fee get to watch classic cartoons on the big screen and were served uh, milk and cereal. (laughs) Saturday morning, yeah. It was great. So we were obviously having a conversation when we were planning out this episode today and Frank turned us on to something absolutely amazing, the classic Marvel cartoons. Around 1966 or so. They... They were different. <laughs> yeah, that was some pretty classic animation that they had going on. No, I was real little. I was born in the mid-70s. So I got to see not the original Spider-Man cartoon, but I grew up with the uh, second iteration of the Spider-Man cartoon, which then evolved into Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Wasn't didn't they introduce a hero specifically for Spider-Man and his amazing? No, I always Firestar. Firestar, right? Right. Was created specifically for Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Spider-Man, Iceman, Bobby Drake, right, and Firestar. And I have no idea what her real name is, Mm. but she uh, was not in the comics at all at that point. The cartoon was so popular with kids, of course. They created her character then for the comics and was part of the West Coast Avengers. Right, and that's 
the same thing they did with Harley Quinn later on. She was created for the Batman animated series, and she oh, just... she didn't mm-hmm. exist before that? No. No, she, wow. was, she was a sidekick for the Joker in that, and same thing. They, she proved so popular, they brought her into the, into the world of comics. I didn't know that. I mm-hmm. thought she had just been in the comics nope. since. Nope. So, rounding out the 60s... Felicia something was Firestar's name. I believe. Which is weird because, you know, Felicia Hardy is the black cat. Or maybe I mean I'm confused. <clears throat> uh, you might be right. Uh, Stan is known for reusing names. Yeah, look at all the Peter Parkers that they've had. Yeah. There was the Peter Parker that was Toby Maguire and the Peter <laughs> Parker that was Tom Holland. Speaking of which I'm wrong. Angelica Jones. Oh, there you go. No relation to Jessica Jones. You never know. She could be retconned. So, rounding out the 60s, other cartoons that were born in this decade were Space Ghost, The Birdman and the Galaxy Trio, Underdog, George of the Jungle. Oh. Swing through the trees in his BVDs. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like what Corey does on a Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Except it's at the playground and sometimes there are kids there. Right. Yeah, less trees, more jungle gym. This yeah. is why you listen to the ads. We need money to get Corey out of holding. <laughs> we do this uh, podcast from my cell. <laughs> oh, wait, no, they're going to figure that out. Coronavirus, no visitors to the jails. Uh, I like how coronavirus. That'll be our theme song for this week. So then there were a bunch of musical cartoons. Um, the Beatles, the Jackson 5, the Osmonds, the Archies, and Josie and the Pussycats. Oh. Both on Earth and in outer space. Right. Yes. The Pussycats in outer space took place in the late 70s, early 80s. Now, the Pussycats crossed over a lot with Scooby-Doo. Uh, they crossed over I think with everyone, Speed Buggy. I think everyone crossed over with Scooby-Doo Jabber at one point Jaw. or another. Yeah. yeah. The Globetrotters, they were a cartoon. Mm-hmm. They crossed over. Batman and Robin crossed over with Scooby-Doo. Yes. They did that again recently, and they did a Hot Wheels car of the Batmobile with the Scooby-Doo green and the flowers on it oh, because nice. of the new Scooby-Doo Batman animated movie. And there was also... Uh, uh, who was the guy with Wonder Mutt? Dynaman? Dynaman and Wondermutt, yes. So there were also some Hanna-Barbera's Banana Splits was born in the 60s. Then there are some really... Hanna-Barbera had a lot of really cool uh, cartoons come out at that time. There was uh, the Herculoids. Yep, I've got the Herculoids here. Um, I'd never heard of it before now, though. I have no idea oh, what it is. Oh, it's got this uh, great big old slime monster that blah, 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 is how he talked. <laughs> um, a uh, Like a rhinoceros type the, critter? It looks like Rhyhorn, basically. And he's got like a cannon on his head that shoots rocks out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the Hercules is the main character, but he's not the Greek Hercules. Kind of a He-Man looking guy, which, you know, lead into the He-Man. Right. A lot of, uh, you know, really coming up in the 80s. Yeah, this is when I, you know, you finally have a memory. You're watching Saturday morning cartoons. They're not just, you know, background noise for your childhood babbling. Mattel and Hasbro ruled the airwaves. Well, you got to remember, a lot of times these were just big, giant toy advertisements, and oh, sometimes they still and are. And between my brothers and I, we had all of them. G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man, Ninja Mask, Barbie. Ninja Turtles. But, oh. <laughs> Not so much Barbie. GoBots. GoBots. GoBots were like the Matchbox Transformers. And they were awesome. You know, if you... Uh, we're allowed a $3 toy anytime you went. Hey, get a GoBot. Three bucks. Now anymore, they're probably like $10. So I'm going to let uh, Frank fill this one out. Oh, Getting God. into the 70s, 
we've got the Star Trek animated series existed. Now, I've known about this, but I've never been able to watch it myself. I've just never gotten to it. But I know that you had a really good... Right. Yeah, there were... Most of the episodes were pretty good. I mean, the animation, as I think I said the last time, was as cheap as possible. Um, But they did stretch the boundaries a little bit. Um, It was the main cast except for Chekhov. Um, But they added... Was that a Russian thing? They just... No, they decided to put aliens in. Uh, There was Lieutenant Eriks, who um, had three arms, three legs... Something, you know, you couldn't really do on the television series. Um, Uhura was in about half the episodes. Uh, they also they put in a uh, cat-like alien to do that. She voiced it. You know, it's like they, you know, weren't, you know, they got the money for it, basically. It wasn't like they were only doing half episodes and only getting paid for half. I mean, they were still doing that. Uh, James Doohan did most of the alien voices, and the main cast did all their voices again. But it had some really good episodes some sequels to the original series episodes uh they had a sequel to city on the edge of forever they had a sequel to the tribbles episode Mm, tribbles tribbles yummy trouble with tribbles Mm, deep fried texas style i'm thinking that's probably what the trouble with them was couldn't eat them yeah they were they were bony (laughs) bony and furry there you go he coughed up a huge hairball after eating one so it wasn't the greatest but, um, yeah, there were some fun science fiction themes with it that they expanded on because they could, they could do it in animation what they couldn't do in, in the television series for budgetary reasons or just the effects weren't there yet. So I have fond memories. One of these days I will get it. I, I'm pretty sure that it streams on Netflix. Bum, bum. So... <laughs> So I think at some point I'm going to log on to Netflix and add it to my queue and just binge watch it. Well, they may have pulled it from there because since it's Star Trek, it's probably on CBS All Access or they pulled it so they could put it on CBS All Access. Well, they still have original Next Generation DS9 and Voyager. Oh, okay. I guess it just depends on when the contract expires. (laughs) Not having Netflix, I'm totally lost, but... Every time the Netflix logo comes up or loads or there's an original, it go like the Netflix end goes through and then as it zooms out it goes ba bum. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I figured something to that effect, but you know <clears throat> yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it. Featuring Superman the Dragon Hunter. So there was a a theme in the seventies, which I'm pulling a lot of this information off a Wikipedia article. Cause I wasn't alive when these cartoons came out. So there are there are snapper. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> there apparently was a theme in the seventies where they would take successful sitcoms and turn them into cartoons. And I've got a whole list here. Gilligan's Island, which turned into the new adventures of Gilligan and Gilligan's Planet. Happy Days, The Fawns and the Happy Days Gang. Yeah. Laverne and Shirley in the Army. Mick, Mork and Mindy, Laverne and Shirley, Fawn's Hour. The Partridge Family, 2020 AD. They were also regulars on The Goober and hey, The Ghost Chasers. It is now 2020 AD. We ought to watch this and see just <laughs> how far off. I'm guessing really far off. Yeah, seeing as how it was basically the Jetsons. Well, that happened in 1995. The Year of the Jetsons. It takes place in 1995. I did not know that. Neither did I. <laughs> but, you know, the theory is, though, that after the Jetsons, there was an apocalypse of some sort. And then that's why the Flintstones were after the Jetsons. Because, <sighs> and making all these references to all these things, the pop culture, because that was their past. Because they were living after this apocalypse. See, I thought it was... Probably coronavirus. (coughs) Yeah, we're all... (laughs) If if you hear any coughing during this podcast, it's because we all have the coronavirus. We're just sharing it back and forth. Um, Passing it around. I had heard a rumor that, or a theory that, the reason the Jetsons lived above the clouds was because... Life was no longer sustainable on the planet Earth. And then I also heard another theory that 
the Jetsons took place above the clouds, but the Flintstones were what was happening underneath. That's because the crossover, why they were able to do that. Yeah, because it was a upper civilization and lower civilization type thing. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's cartoons and nerds on the internet. I mean, these theories exist. Well, the thing is that in the the crossover movie, if I recall, didn't Elmo build a time machine? Elroy. Elroy. Yes. Elmo. Oh, jeez. This, this, this was the Sesame Street Flintstones crossover. Um, <laughs> Elroy built... Bad touch! Bad touch! Bad touch! Okay. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> Elroy built a time machine, but they went in the wrong direction. And that's how they got... That's so how they, they met the Flintstones. they were trying to go into the future from the future. <clears throat> They were supposed. They were trying to go into the past, and they went into the future and met the Flintstones, right, or something like that. Hmm. I need to watch the crossover episode yeah. again. I saw it when I was. Younger. I need to research before these things. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember Astro's original name? The name his owner, his original owner, gave to him. No. Tralfaz. Well then, <laughs> how do you remember things like that? Tralfaz. Astro says exactly that probably 20 or 30 times in one episode. Trowel faz. <laughs> well, speaking of the Jetsons, on the uh, Futurama feature-length movie Bender's Game, <clears throat> when he's in the robot asylum, there's a robot who looks like Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons. Yeah. And it's inferred that she killed Astro and the family. Because she turned into a neat freak, and the dirty dog, dirty dog, that's why I had to kill him, dirty dog, and that little boy, too. <laughs> that was my Futurama reference again for the... Uh, nice. Can you tell I like that show? We've referenced Futurama in every single episode. Matt Groening ought to give us money. But it's, it's a good show. It is. It deserves to live a fourth time. Yeah, it would be a fourth time, wouldn't it? Because mm-hmm. you had your first chunk, then you had the movies, then you had the second yep. chunk. Futurama, it just won't die. <laughs> that was almost a Shatner sound. Ooh, <laughs> scary. But I said it too fast, Jim. There you go. <laughs> and now I can't edit those spaces out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe next podcast, I'll just talk like this. No. No, you won't. <laughs> so, digging more into the 70s, uh, we've got Speed Buggy, buggy Jabber. <laughs> Jabber Okay, jump. what you do to your car is your own business, Pete. <laughs> Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Oh, that's a great one. Hey, hey, hey. There was a revival of Scooby-Doo, and then we've got... Movie adaptions, Tarzan, Planet of the Apes, and Lassie. I did not know Planet of the Apes had a cartoon. Why don't I know of this? Do you have that on VHS? No, I do not. Because I really don't... It's a vague memory. There might have been something, but... Did you leave out Wheelie and the Choppers? Chopper Bunch. (laughs) Wheelie and the Choppers sounds like it took place in an old age home. Yeah. Where the front tires are bigger than the back tires. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not finding the Star Trek cartoon anywhere. Uh, Hulu has all of the TV shows. I'll try to remember to bring it next time. You have it on the v- the Divid? Yes, yes. The Divid? Regular, though. I could not bring myself to buy it on Blu-ray. I, so, here's the thing. I'm a, I'm a Blu-ray advocate. But there's cartoon shows that I have on DVD that I can't justify getting on Blu-ray. Because how much more definition can you really get out of a a single-shade blue? There is no more (laughs) definition to cartoons or TV shows or movies that were made before high definition. Right. Right. They can upscale them somewhat, but... Or clean them up. I mean, some things get cleaned up nicely for that and get the streaks and whatever. Scooby-Doo, on the other hand, probably would not be able to be cleaned up enough because of all the... The jumps and the same panel going by every three seconds behind <laughs> in the back background and every time they run, it's the same yeah, running, the same sequence. footage. Yeah. Well, you know that's budgetary. It saves them some bucks. Hey, you know Batman doesn't come cheap. That's right. Mm, Batman. 
Because uh, he has to spend all that money on that stuff to prevent him from chafing. Oh, so. I just think of like all the celebrity appearances from Scooby Doo. Sonny mm-hmm. and Cher was on. Uh, Don Knotts made several appearances. Mm-hmm. So leaving the seventies, the first one that we have that I recognize is the Ghostbusters. Now, is this the Ghostbusters or is this the real Ghostbusters? This is the Ghostbusters. So, not... Not the Bill Murray adaption. Right. This was the one that had, I believe, the chimpanzee or the monkey. Mm-hmm. Or the ape. I guess it was an ape. Isn't a chimpanzee an ape, though? But I think it was an ape as opposed yeah. to being called a chimpanzee. <clears throat> so... I don't recall throwing feces in the in the cartoons, so I don't know for sure, but... <laughs> Hate every ape from chimpanzee to chimpanzee. Chimpanzee. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then we get into the 80s. We start off with things like the Smurfs, My Little Pony, Trollkins, Snorks, (laughs) Jeff and the Holograms. I don't know. Okay. The Misfits rocked. (laughs) (laughs) We get our first primetime specials of the Peanuts. And the Saturday morning cartoon show, Charlie Brown and the Snoopy Show. We get Garfield and Garfield and Friends. You know, I liked Garfield. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with Garfield. Yeah. Who doesn't hate Mondays? Who doesn't love lasagna? I liked um, Acre, Thousand Acre Farm. What was that farm? U.S. Acres? Green Acres? No, it was U.S. Acres. Oh, yeah. With, with the, Orson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I miss that show. <laughs> I like the little egg with legs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so then we get into stuff that is basically going to be the... Oh, wait. Yep. So before I get into this, we have the Star Wars droids and the Star Wars Ewoks. Just uh, lived in this time frame. Yeah. Ewoks. No. I never thought that should have been a children's cartoon. I hadn't seen what Ewoks do. They're not nice creatures. But Chewbacca's a nice creature. Yeah, but he's a Wookiee. And he eats porg. He does eat porg. (laughs) But the Ewoks wanted to eat Wookiee. Yes. The Ewoks (laughs) want to eat everything. They wanted to eat Luke and Han and Chewie. They were going to spit roast them. Do you think Chewie's Chewie? Probably. Tough. Sinewy. So... I mean, George Lucas has done a really good job of burying those. Along with the uh, Star Holiday Wars. special, yeah. yeah. I don't think Disney even has the rights to those aspects of... I think he buried them so much that Disney doesn't even have the rights to those. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you can't like, buy these. These are mine forever. <laughs> I think the Holiday special, though, was a way that he finally got what he wanted to do because the Return of the Jedi was supposed to take place on the Wookiee planet. Not Ewoks. Right. But there was budgetary things and everything like that. And what Ewok is Wookiee spelled backwards, for that matter, right. basically. I never knew yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. He took the E off the end and put it at the front. Ewok, Wookiee. But, you know, they, they couldn't justify, I guess, the budget for a planet of, you know... Kashyyyk. Yeah, seven feet foot tall people dressed in Wookiee costumes. I mean, nowadays, you know, with CGI and yeah, you you just everything, you just do that. On. But, uh, yeah, so that's how they came about. It made made me laugh in Solo, which I again I finally got to see. There is a scene where Chewbacca rips somebody's arms off, right? <laughs> which is a throwback to the line in the original Star Wars, yeah, about the um, when they're playing chess. Well, the, when they're playing chess, and they're playing chess in the uh, the in Solo, Chewbacca's first learning how to play it from. I can't remember the character's name, but it's Woody, Woody Harrelson. Um, which they also throw that back to Woody Harrelson. Is that right, Daggett? No, Corbin. I don't. I don't remember the character's name. I'm no. sorry. It's not Daggett, but um, he's the one who kills Ora Singh. They reference that right. in the movie, right? That he killed Ora Singh. So I'd like to hear more about that. Disney, make it happen. She trains Boba, right? Which they touch on in the Clone Wars multiple times. Bosk is heavily involved. Right. Yeah. And they reference Bosk in Solo. Because the girlfriend of 
Woody Harrelson says, couldn't we afford somebody worthwhile like Bosk? Right. So, And, of course, Greedo's in it. Yeah, there, there's a lot of really good references in that movie. I kind of hold like the throwback that uh, Greedo was Anakin's friend. You watched Phantom Menace. Greedo is Anakin's friend. I never or at least a, mm-hmm. was he definitely mentioned as Greedo or just yes, okay yes, I couldn't not remember. just a random a alien of that Rodian yeah. is that it yeah a Rodinian Rodinian <laughs> but uh, yeah he Greedo is Anakin's friend yeah yeah pod racing huh <laughs> you know what I'm gonna have to do now suffer Watch through the prequels see okay but that's your favorite part of the it is Menace, I the love pod the pod racing, racing scenes. The first Star Wars movies I watched were the prequels. So when I'm watching episode one, two, and three, because that was my generation, Mm -hmm. I didn't know Palpatine was Sidious. For me, the like that's what I keep trying to tell people who say today about hating the new trilogy. It's not necessarily for us. Like we're supposed to enjoy them, but it's supposed to introduce a brand new generation to Star Wars. Right. Right. With the new generation. Like, at the time the prequels were out, the prequel, like, Darth Maul was awesome, and a Jedi gets killed, and all this cool stuff happens. The pod racing scene all together is awesome. It all falls apart in episode three for me to learn, like, you learn all these things, and then you watch the original trilogy, and you're like, oh my god, it all makes sense now! Because I didn't see the original trilogy till after I saw episode two. So now, see, I kind of like uh, episode three. That's my favorite of the episode three. Was my favorite of the prequel trilogy. Frank hated them all. Not really, but I mean, <laughs> like you said, it was my generation was four, five, and six. Yeah, me and Corey had this conversation one time. Try imagining watching that original, the the not the original, the prequel trilogy without ever having seen yeah. the original trilogy. So it just had no memory of any Star Wars and started with episode one and followed it all the way through including uh, Rogue One because I, I love the throwback to uh, Vader's Citadel on Mustafar yeah or, yeah it's Mustafar, Mustafar. Right? yeah yeah I didn't even know that Anakin was Darth Vader right yep so but the bulk of our conversation Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Transformers G.I. Joe. And the thousands upon thousands of toys. All the original He-Man toys. The uh, G.I. Joe. The uh, the uh, Tomcat. The uh, SS. USS. Uh, what was their, their air carrier? The tanks. The Hiss tank. Yeah. <laughs> I had all the Ninja Turtles and almost all the Transformers growing up. That was my bread and butter. I didn't have a mommy, so I got spoiled rotten as a little baby child. Ah, nice. So I had all of them. Um, The original Megatron, which was the actual uh, cast aluminum gun replica. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually shot projectiles. Yeah. Back before kids really needed eyes. (laughs) (laughs) But that that's that's my fondness. I remember these cartoons, and to look back at them, most of them don't hold up. Like oh no, if you watch watch He Man again, <clears throat> He Man never punches anybody, ever. He's always beating Skeletor with just wits. He might you know punch a mountain to cover up a ravine that Skeletor was going to flood Eternia with, but he never punches a single person ever. Huh. I, uh, I got my nephew, when he was just little, a DVD of classic He-Man, because it was really my brother, his dad, who was into He-Man. He had all the He-Man figures. Uh, my other brother had all the G.I. Joe figures. I had all the Star Wars figures. And Barbie. <laughs> Hey, hey, Leia, Leia can only take so Bar- much. Barbie Jeez. had to have someone. G.I. Joe had to have someone on a Saturday night, so well, Barbie G.I. was there. Our G.I. Joes weren't the size of your G.I. Joe. <laughs> so they weren't Barbie size. No, that's at all. true. That's true, yeah. 
Leia's hair needed comb too, and how else mm. was he going to get the comb? Yeah, good point. <laughs> but uh, he was into He Man, so I bought his son, my nephew, a uh, best of He Man DVD compilation, and he starts watching it, and he turns to his mom and says. Should I be watching this? This guy's <laughs> running around in his underwear. <laughs> it's amazing how far we've fallen, huh? And then, you know, the spin-off She-Ra. Because girls. And then the animalistic version, the Thundercats. Oh, the uh, later adaptation, the one that looked more anime of the Thundercats. Yeah, the Cartoon Actually, Network reboot. Great series, and then they cut it off. Yeah. Yeah, Cartoon Network reboot. They they did poor. I they did well. They did He Man too in an anime style, and it was actually pretty good. She Ra's the the She Ra reboots on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive. No, there's a even newer She Ra reboot. It's just oh crappy animation. Looks Four like. seasons deep on Netflix. Oh my god! Yeah, super popular. I just I. I can't stand that style of animation. Well, I mean, we talk reboots. I mean, they rebooted Ghostbusters. Failed. They redid Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Let's see. They did the original. They did Next Mutation, which was a live-action TV show on Fox, which had Venus, the female turtle. Then they did another one, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. like they couldn't come up with a uh, female Renaissance painter. Yeah. That she's just named after a statue. Or, <laughs> I was just thinking that too. Actually. Michael An- one of Michelangelo yeah. statue at that, and uh, they gave her a blue bandana, like it was a light blue bandana. So they didn't even give her an original color. Like, okay, so the, all the turtles are green, so we can't give her green, right? But you've got yellow, right? Yeah. It I always, mean, pink would have worked if you want to keep with the uh, gender stereotypes. Yeah, it, it was definitely a, a, a shout to Power Rangers, which was enormous at the time. Because it was a very Power Rangers-esque show. But then they did another, like, a more... They did another cartoon of Ninja Turtles, which seemed to be modernized in the later two. Th- like early 2000s, late 90s. I don't remember what that right. one was called. Uh, but that was a good one. They did it more... It was very serious and... Yeah, it was dark. Yeah. Dark, dark. Dark, dark. <laughs> Not quite. Well, I think around that time, too, the... <laughs> they uh, were starting to take these cartoons a little more seriously because the superhero cartoons were starting to make a big comeback with the yeah. X-Men which we're not going to really get into because we're heading into the 90s now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that kind of led the way for the more serialized, overly dramatic type superhero cartoon. And <clears throat> but, Although I did have all the VHS and comic books from the Pizza Hut X-Men promos. Yeah, were they the little mini ones? What the, the, the mini comics? Yeah, they were. Yeah. See, they the mini no, comics. They full size Hostess, ones too. Hostess, the mini comics too. Yeah, they uh, had, had all those. the full size ones. They were, but it was just terrible artwork, and it was worse than the cartoon. And if you look at the cartoon compared to comic books, it was terrible artwork. But didn't we have a Spider-Man in the kids. late eighties too? There was, uh, there was an MTV Spider-Man, but that was, boy, that's early 2000 I believe before that but there was um, Mm, after Spider-Man and his amazing friends which was in the mid 80s well there was another there was another Spider-Man one but it was I think early running parallel to the X-Men one around the same time I know we had the amazing Spider-Man that might have been it but yeah there was that CGI one um so that was even later, though. Yeah. I think that was after the movies started. Right. I mean, it sucks that when we talk about Ninja Turtles and Transformers and all these other shows that had such big impacts, we can't really say much to them because there were so... The Turtles beat Shredder and the Rat King and 
whoever else. Okay. But that's all it was. The like oolong it, shredder. Yeah, we we look back at <laughs> or oorang, oolong. I think it's a dog or a tea. We look back at all of these cartoons, and now we just realize that they are just giant advertisements for toy companies. Hey, I bought all of them. Have them all. <laughs> I am not. You didn't play. buy them. Uh, well, no. Well, no, some of them I did, but you know, not with my money, birthday money. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it kind of helped form who I am, I guess. Yeah. Uh, definitely into cartoons and pop culture and general geekery, as I believe our tagline says. And uh, me, I, I definitely leaned into the Transformers and the Ninja Turtles and um, I the Transformers, I mean, just kept getting better and better with the Beast Wars and... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Optimus... Primus, Optimus Primal, Primal, uh, <laughs> Optimus Primus would be cool. Playing Jerry was a race car driver, or one his big brown beaver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I was definitely influenced by Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes stuff, as you can tell by my being a smartass most of the time. And <laughs> if you can see, I'm cross-dressing right now, like Bugs Bunny used to. So always throwing coyotes off cliffs. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, like, like I can paint a hole in a cliff like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> that's stuff that you don't see anymore. Like Wiley e. Coyote is considered overly violent now. Just, he was just a big advertisement for the Acme Corporation. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, times change. You know, it's the the parents who watch these don't want their kids to watch them because they're violent. But yet they grew up theoretically fine. Theoretically, I, mean, yeah. I, I got myself some wiggle room in there. <laughs> they didn't often beat their kids. They should have beat them more. <laughs> I mean, there's there's cartoons in this time frame of which we're not even talking about. Biker mice from Mars, which was yeah, uh, Land Sharks was another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rip, rip off. off. Yeah. yeah. Bucky O'Hare, Yojimbo, Yosaka Yojimbo. Yeah, but he's a spinoff. Yeah, you're getting different. comic book adaptations now. Yeah, but they were yeah. they blended in with Turtle. Like both yeah. Yosaka Yojimbo uh-huh. and uh, Bucky O'Hare crossed into Ninja Turtles back mm-hmm. in the '80s. Yep. Biker Mice from Mars and the uh, uh, Land Sharks were just straight <laughs> throwoffs. We're not Kung Fu Frogs. We're Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, but there is a Frogs one, isn't there? It's not Kung Fu Frogs, I don't believe. Battletoads. Battletoads, yeah. Yeah, which was rare. A video game from the early 90s, late 80s. But for as much as there oh, is to talk about... Mask was a mid-80s toy, er, toy line and cartoon. Uh, vehicles that transformed into... Assault vehicles, like the leader of Mask drove a uh, Camaro that turned into a jet fighter. Uh, guy rode Don't a. Don't they all do that? The LX package does. <laughs> <laughs> the bitchin' Camaro. <laughs> Dead milkman reference for you. Um, guy rode a motorcycle that turned into a helicopter. The uh, leader of the bad guys, uh, he had a helicopter that turned into a jet. It wasn't a big stretch for him. Uh, baller turning baller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a semi truck that turned into a mobile command station. Another one that turned into like a bulldozer. A GTO that turned into a tank. <laughs> but no, they had like seriously cool cars though. Like the one guy had a, a Corvette that turned into a submarine hydrofoil type thing. I mean. It was all legit cars. Now, if it was a Lotus, I would believe that. But a Corvette? Let, well, let. it's a mid-80s Corvette. So you're talking about the, you know, an 85 Stingray. Okay. <laughs> Give him that one. Yeah. So, uh, for as much as there is to talk about, we clearly don't have too many details because it's such a broad topic. But... We were able to pay some appreciation to it, but I want to, before we sign off for the day, talk about our Spider-Man contest. Oh, yes, but you forgot one classic cartoon. Okay. It wasn't quite a cartoon, but a bumper. 
Okay. Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, yes. That probably fulfilled some of the educational requirements that the station <laughs> needed, but still, they were amusing in themselves. My G.I. Joe had them. You know, knowing yeah. is half the battle. That's right, yes. Uh, I'm just a bill. If you've never heard uh, Blind Melon's version of Three of a Magic Number, look it up right now, <laughs> download it, pay for it. Uh, it's that good. <laughs> <laughs> and Sublime's version of the Hong Kong Fui theme song. Uh, uh, two albums, Schoolhouse Rock Rocks and Saturday Morning Cartoons. Two great CDs. Pick them up. If you still can pick up CDs, I don't know if any place is open that sells such things. The internet might have them. Download them. Get them. I don't know if Amazon's closed due to the coronavirus yet or not. <sighs> they must be. <laughs> they do have physical warehouses somewhere. But I imagine they're kind of like the warehouse at the end of Indiana Jones. So, Spider-Man Round 1. Tom Holland and Tobey Maguire. We have a winner. We have an upset. Tom Holland won a crushing victory over Tobey Maguire. Tom Holland got 100% of the votes on our Twitter account and the majority of the votes on the Discord account. So, Tom Holland moves on. Three movies of... Spider-Man for Tobey Maguire. You got two Spider-Man movies and an Avengers movie for Tom. Three Avengers. Well, two Avengers. Two Avengers, yeah. And uh, Captain America. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in so he's Civil up, War. Uh, yeah, so he's up to five movies. Yeah. Kids rolling in the bank. Oh, my God. <laughs> and wasn't uh, Tom Holland a guest appearance in Spider-Verse? Did he make an appearance in that? No, no. No? No Tom Holland. Okay. There was reference to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Well, we have round two results also. Nick, the classic 1970s Spider-Man from the Spider-Man TV series versus Andrew Garfield, the two-movie wonder. The very... The heartthrobby. Rapey. (laughs) You'll be disappointed, Corey. Because Nick lost. Oh, terrible. Andrew Garfield got 100% of the votes on Twitter and all but one of the votes on Discord. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for what he had to work with, from uh, special effects of white rope netting thrown at the evildoers to uh, running across the ceiling on what is clearly a track and a harness. <laughs> Signs of the times. Uh, well, I mean, okay, the actor was a little old for what Peter Parker should have been. I mean, it, Peter yeah, Parker's got to grow up at some point. Well, at his age, he should have already been married to Mary Jane and had Annie. <laughs> so, uh, once we get to our quarterfinals... Oh, Annie makes an appearance in Marvel's X. Huh. Uh, May. That's usually Annie Mae Parker is the daughter of Mary Jane and Peter. Right. Uh, she's just referenced as May. Huh. She makes an appearance. So, it'll be Tom Holland versus Andrew Garfield in the quarterfinals. Oh, Tom all the way. We'll see. Seems like uh, Andrew Garfield's got that heart thrown. Can I do a write-in? <laughs> So, anybody else have anything? No, there's just that one scene that these, with uh, Gwen Stacy. Oh, come on. It's just it's a little heavy. It's dark. <laughs> Not dark. dark. Uh, it's dark. Dark. <laughs> it's darker than Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3 was awful. Disco. That's what, disco dark. That's what ruins to, uh, Tobey Maguire. Topher Grace. Yeah, Topher Grace, yeah. Toby McGuire. Freaking uh, Eric Foreman as Venom. Yeah. So, next week will be the game show special. Still working out how that's going to work. I don't know if I'm going to come up with the questions and host, or if we're going to get a guest host, and I'm just going to give that guest host categories and come up with questions for us. 
Stay tuned, folks. We shall see how this works. Um, so we'll see how that works. I mean, there's still some logistics to work out, but there will be a game show next week, and we will touch on classic cartoons again because we need to at least get through the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't even touch movies, cartoon movies. Yep, the 90s, the dawn of the superhero cartoon. Oh, yeah. man, the, so many Marvel cartoons and DC cartoon mm-hmm. uh, animation films. That's when the anime first hit America, too. That's yeah. when we got Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! And... Full Metal, Cowboy Bebop, oh. yep. Samurai Good 7. Stuff. Okay, I, I think that's enough for yeah. this week. Write I'm in on the Discord on. of what you want us to talk yep. about. Join Discord. Link's always in the description below. And uh, we're on Twitter now, so check us out on there. We're posting some, mostly just advertising the podcast right now, but I've been making some pretty interesting links to some uh, Marvel and Star Wars things on there. Um, one of them was the Family Tree of Vision. So, oh, great. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. But have a great day, everyone. Bye. Until next time.